The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Be ready for anything. That's one of many things you need to keep in mind when you're a paranormal investigator. You never know what's going to happen is truly an understatement in the paranormal field. You might be so focused on searching for ghosts that you don't even notice the UFO that's literally hovering above your head. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. Before I start this episode, I want to thank you for listening. This podcast only exists because of supporters like you. But unfortunately, podcasts do cost money. So I'm hoping you'll show your support by visiting my website, myparanormalstory.com, and clicking on the donate button. Every little bit helps keep us on the air. Thank you so much for your support. Many of the stories that I tell about my paranormal experiences are based around spiritual activity and haunted locations. But the paranormal is not limited to just ghouls and ghosts, and neither are my experiences. There are many different genres to choose from when it comes to the paranormal. One of the most common, along with hauntings, is UFOs. Unidentified flying objects have become a common phenomenon in the U.S. ever since the famous Roswell crash of 1947. It was the middle of summer and a farm worker in New Mexico was out doing his usual chores when he came across a large area of strange debris on the ranch. The next day he heard reports of people seeing a flying disc in the sky and he wondered if the debris he saw might have come from that object. He notified the nearby Air Force Base and they came down to investigate. The area was quickly closed off by the military and FBI. Officials claimed it was simply a weather balloon that had crashed. But over the years, there have been many stories of people seeing a large disc covered up by a tarp being taken away on a flatbed truck. Others have claimed to have seen three small humanoid aliens at the scene. It's become one of the most famous UFO cases of all time and has led to many different conspiracy theories about Area 51, futuristic technologies, and government cover-ups. But it also led to a rash of flying saucer sightings all around the United States for many years to come. But it's not just happening in the United States. One of my favorite UFO stories took place in Great Britain in 1980. It's called the Rendlesham Forest Incident. The United States Air Force was stationed at a British Air Force base called Woodbridge. In the middle of the night, the day after Christmas, a 
couple of security guards on the base saw what looked like lights in the nearby forest. Thinking it could be a downed aircraft, they went in to investigate. The men described seeing a glowing metallic object with different colored lights on it. As they tried to get closer, it would move through the trees away from them. But one guard claimed he got close enough to touch the craft and was able to note the strange symbols he saw imprinted on the side. The next morning, more servicemen went out to investigate and found impressions on the ground and burn marks on nearby trees, as well as above-normal radiation readings. Since then, there have been several memos and audio recordings released. Skeptics believe this story to be a hoax or simple misidentification, but others believe it's real and part of a cover-up between the United States and Great Britain. If you've never seen a UFO yourself, chances are you know someone who has. There are millions of people around the globe who claim to have seen UFOs. And not just regular people either. There are pilots, scientists, astronauts, police officers, military, and many others who believe UFOs exist. And there are many historians who believe UFO sightings go back centuries and have been documented in books, paintings, on ancient relics, and even in cave drawings. The idea of aliens visiting our planet is quite universal and goes back as far as human existence. But are they real? I've always felt that it's impossible that our planet is the only one in the entire universe with intelligent life on it. But the idea that there are aliens traveling the galaxy and swinging by our world every now and then seems far-fetched. But how else do we explain the millions of strange sightings that take place all over the Earth? The term UFO, which stands for Unidentified Flying Object, used to be a harmless term used by pilots to report something they just couldn't identify. But over the years, UFO has become more synonymous with objects or beings that aren't from our world. Personally, I've had two experiences that I can remember with UFOs. I'm not sure I believe they were aliens paying us a visit, but both cases were very strange and something I couldn't quite identify. When I was a young boy, probably 10 or 11 years old, I spent many weekends with my dad. My parents were divorced when I was young and my dad would pick me up for the weekend and we'd drive half an hour or so to his apartment in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. I remember he was driving a small hatchback style car, his company car I believe. It had four doors and a hatchback trunk with a big window in it. And one of my favorite things to do was to lay on my back and look straight up through the window as he drove. Back in those days, we could sit wherever we wanted in the car. We didn't have to worry about being buckled up. And most of the time, I was in the back, staring up into the sky, just watching all the street lights and highway signs whizzing by. I'm not sure what my fascination with this was. I knew where we were going, and I knew where we were coming from, so maybe I just wanted to look somewhere else. 
naturally I'd see lots of other things too, like birds and clouds and planes going by. And I remember always liking those cloudy lines in the sky that planes made when they went by. I guess today people call them chemtrails, but I'll leave those to the conspiracy podcasters. If it were nighttime, I'd stare up at the stars, looking at constellations like the Big Dipper or Orion, and every now and then a shooting star, perhaps. But one day, I remember seeing something I didn't recognize. Something strange. It was a shiny, silver, metallic color, and it was slowly moving through the sky from the left to the right. At first, I just thought it was an airplane but it was going slower than most airplanes and was a lot bigger. And it wasn't shaped like a plane either. It looked sort of like a a silver orb with four spires coming out of each side. One from the top, one out of the bottom, and one coming out of each side, left and right. It looked sort of like a compass symbol. And I just watched it as it continued to slowly move across the sky There were no flashing lights, no windows or markings that I could make out, and it just slowly moved across the blue sky for about a minute or two. And then suddenly, it quickly changed direction and went straight up in the sky and disappeared out of sight. For weeks, maybe even months, I became obsessed with the compass in the sky. I would draw pictures of it on my school books and in my notebooks, I told all my friends about it. I'm not sure if anyone believed me. I'm not even sure if I believe it was a UFO or just something I couldn't identify. And that's the thing about UFOs. You never know when you might see one, even when you're looking for ghosts. I remember a chilly fall night I was with my friends from Rise Up Paranormal. We were setting up for an investigation at Fort Adams in Newport, Rhode Island. One of the great things about the several nights we investigated there was how beautiful it was, especially at night. From inside the fort, surrounded by the tall stone walls, the sky was wide open. And with very little artificial light around, the sky was just filled with stars. I remember we were all working hard, setting up cameras and microphones all around the fort. We'd parked a trailer inside the fort to use as our command center, and we laid out dozens of wires and electrical cables and connectors to DVRs and computers, and they went out to the various infrared cameras and microphones that we had set up in the many rooms and tunnels throughout the fort, hundreds of feet of cords and wires everywhere one of the biggest investigations equipment-wise that I can remember. Plus, we had to prepare all of our handheld tools, too. Digital cameras, audio recorders, video cameras, K2 meters, all these other gadgets. A lot of work goes into paranormal investigation. And for a place the size of Fort Adams, it probably took us the better part of two hours just to get it set up. But it was always worth it at the end. We had many interesting experiences at Fort Adams and collected a lot of data and evidence to the many haunted claims inside. What we didn't expect was a UFO encounter 
It was pretty dark out, probably around 8 or 9 p.m. at this point. A few lamp posts in the courtyard were the only light we had to go by. And we were all pretty focused on setting up the equipment and starting our investigation. And suddenly, someone from the group looked up and said, What's that? What's that? is not an uncommon thing to hear during a paranormal investigation, but usually it's related to something like a shadow or a sound. Not this time. As I looked over to whoever it was that said it, I noticed everyone was looking up at the sky. So I looked up too, and I saw it. There was a strange bright white light up in the sky. My first reaction was that it was a spotlight from a plane or a helicopter, perhaps checking to see what we were doing inside the fort. But there was no sound, no engines, no propellers. To be honest, it was almost too quiet. None of us were saying anything, just quietly whispering to ourselves, what is it? The light started getting bigger and looked like it was getting closer. But the bigger and closer it got, the less bright it was, which made no sense. If it was a spotlight, it would be getting brighter as it got closer, not dimmer. As the white light continued to grow and spread out, we all became more mesmerized by it. We all just stood there staring at the light, a group of experienced paranormal investigators surrounded by cameras and video recorders, and all we could do was look up in amazement. I think it was Ken DaCosta who finally had the wherewithal to take a picture of it, using his cell phone of all things. But by the time any of us thought about grabbing a video recorder or a camera, it was too late. The white light had dissipated, spread out to a point that it just faded into the night. For the rest of the night, it was all we could think about. As we were trying to search for ghosts, we all kept looking up into the sky, hoping that the white light would return. If you check out the blog post for this episode at myparanormalstory.net, you can see a drawing of the first UFO I saw as a boy and the cell phone picture of the UFO from Fort Adams. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash myparanormal, or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, podcasts cost money and your support helps me keep this podcast running. So thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes and feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is My Paranormal Story.